Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Everybody in. The ceremony is about to begin. Episode number four of One More Last Time, the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Tabor. Tommy Perkins. And today, two things. You can actually see us today. We are doing video. And we have a special guest. This is JT for Shizzle My Nizzle. (laughs) He was in a van called Unified Front. Um, so we're going to talk to him. He also has been, if you've heard uh, the other podcast, he's the one that's been tracking um, some lead guitar stuff on the redo of our Waiting on Love stuff. And we'll probably be doing the new stuff with us. So, yeah, we're going to do um, just talk to you a few, you know, get a couple questions. I know that you and I have been talking for a little bit and you've got some stuff for us. But for our I need, list, to, I need to interrupt you, Jared. You're going to go ahead. Right off the top here. I've always felt that you and I have had an affinity or an acumen, if you will, for 90s music. And oh, all of course. And 90s. So I know that you probably had something going on, but I just need to know off the top, who was your favorite 90s Christian rock band? Oh, shoot. Yeah. I'm, Tommy, you get, you, you're lucky because you get to go second and you get to think about it. Oh, yeah, that's a hard one. Christian rock band. Man, that's hard. That is hard. You know what? Because I sprung it on you guys, I'll go first. Go for it. I've always been a Switchfoot guy. Okay, okay. I mean, a good one. I consider them 90s only because they did technically have three albums in the 90s. They didn't get big until the 2000s yeah, yeah. when Mandy Moore hooked them up. But, yeah. I forgot. But oh, yeah. they did have Walked three albums in, in the 90s, so that's probably mine. I gotcha. Man, I I Jars, I of Clay, Jars of Clay like, got me in mm-hmm. to that scene, but for me, it's got to be Switchfoot. Man, I don't know. I I mean, old school Newsboys probably, just because oh. they were my first. Like I, I was going to acquire the fire when I was a, a teenager or whatever, and so that was like the first Christian concert I ever saw, and it was incredible. And then the next year was Audio Adrenaline, so that was you know kind of sucked me in there. But I think from there, you just you know, once you find one of those bands, you kind of, it's like a gateway into the other stuff. I mean, <laughs> you can, you can't stuff. go wrong a little later with the Jesus Freak, Jesus, uh, DC talk record too. Yeah. So, but oh, yeah. probably Newsboys. I love like the, the record with breakfast on it. Like I still well, take me to your leader. That was yeah, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I could, I could still rock Top that bottom, today. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. That was, I mean, I got introduced by them through shine. That was their, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was on the previous mm-hmm. record, but that, uh, I was just, and you guys, you're, you're my age, right? We're like, we're like a month apart or something like that, right? Yeah. I think. Wait, no, me. Yeah. Me and you. What, how, what? I'm 41 I, in Same. January. you I was December. I'm New Year's Eve. So. Okay. So you're right before me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we grew nineties so youth group culture was just a very unique time. I mm. feel, and mm-hmm. I feel like that was like when, like when I was growing up, I was the reason why I even got involved in unified front and all that stuff was because the church I was in, the youth group pastor that I had was like, he was like into alternative rock, but he didn't want to mm. like come in and bring like yeah. the alternative rock stuff to church. And he like came up with this cool idea. Um, Cause it was, we, the church we had was kind of in the 
you know, not like bad part of town, but it was like, you know, the lower end of the socioeconomic scale. Yeah. And so he was always trying to get like kids to come out. And so he came up with this idea on Friday nights. He had this thing called the alternative and he just was like, anybody come out. Well, we've got like, it was like, you know, down in the basement of the church, it was like a concession stand. Oh, that's cool. And they cool. had like three TV screens with video yeah. games on them. And, and See, then that they was had fun. music going on inside. And then outside we had this big old yard mm. and we were playing outside, like, you know, football and baseball and hanging out and just, and there was like nights where there would be like, I'm like 50 to a hundred kids yeah. just chilling in this. I mean, and I'm telling you, this church is is like an old school red brick, like rectangle Baptist yeah, yeah, church. Yeah. Like a tiny. But there was just like so many kids there, and that was like the thing. Our youth pastor was just like no pressure, like you know whatever. And yeah. that's how I kind of got into that scene is is through through that. And yeah. you know, it's just like this guy just loving on kids, just come off the street, come to church. Let's let's do this. You know? I feel like the night that era too was like the pinnacle for youth group culture. Mm-hmm. Like you just even if you weren't churched or whatever, like you said, you just you were drawn to it because right. it was like. There was no pressure. And the kids who didn't do real youth group did young life. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I did not do that. I did things like uh, the fifth quarters they would do, which kind of sounds like we're talking about where they would, after the high school football game, they would have a lock-in at the church, have games. Right. Oh yeah. Lock-ins were uh, like all the rage. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I played like at every church lock-in. Like (laughs) I was like the music. Yeah. Been there. Like, and here's, well, at the time, focus. But anyway, sorry, oh, yeah. I don't mean to. I, oh no, I it's knew, good. I like it. I just, it's, it's I, a good, it's a good way to get you to to figure out why you even started playing music in the first place. It's kind of oh the same right, thing. yeah. I mean, I was just thinking like I, we, you and I had been texting back and forth, and I was just like, bro, I'm like in on this '90s Christian <laughs> conver- rock conversation. Yeah, that was like, yeah, that's what got me into it. So. Well, it's kind of weird because like I, uh, my first like. I remember my first cassette that I bought was uh, Bush, 16 Stone. And then the first actual CD when CDs were getting bad. You remember Columbia House? <laughs> so around there. You for know, you 99 what, cents. cents. You yeah, you got like 12, yeah. 17 I got like 12 CDs for 99 cents. Yeah. And then I, you're, you're supposed to be on the hook, but I was underage. And I was like, I'm not paying that. I'm underage. <laughs> you shouldn't have sold that to me. Um, but the first actual CD that I got was Stone Temple Pilots. Um, the plush record. Um, and so it was just funny that that was like, I was already into rock. And then I remember being in youth group and, um, the people that were in our youth group at the time, Dylan, who's now a, a, a lead pastor, um, actually at that church that we all went to, Tommy ended up going there later mm-hmm. too, um, at the Methodist Church in Noble. But um, he was like trying to push me into, he was like, check out this band called Newsboys. And so I remember listening to the Take Me To Your Leader cassette, which, you know, kind of ages us. It's kind of funny. Um, and I was like, eh. But I went, dude, ended I up. I had a Petra cassette. Oh, so, dude. I win. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> But I remember I wasn't really into it, and then I went to acquire the fire, and I was like, "These guys are incredible!" And so I just kind of went from there and kind of dove straight into the, the the Christian rock era that of that stuff. So, no, I get it. That's awesome. Um, so I guess you can know if for people who don't know who you are, or you know, uh, we got Radio Angel listeners who may not have even seen us play with you guys at the time. If you want to just give us a quick background of who you are, you know, what band and. How we well, know it all each other? Started in 1981. <laughs> no, um, no, uh, no. We just uh, you guys were talking about starting this podcast, and in 
because of the 20th anniversary of one more last time. And we opened for you guys for that record for a long time. And, uh, on the can't stop the rock tour. Yes. Right. That was the official name. And, uh, we played a lot, a lot of shows with you guys on that tour and, you know, shows before that and definitely subsequent shows afterwards. But that tour I remember, and I was just like, well, I got to get on that. I got like 20 stories about that tour. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. so yeah, that's kind of why I'm here. And then, uh, you know, I've just, like I said, I, I've just always appreciated you guys' music. And so I've just always kept up with you guys. And so. Um, I was just like, let's do this, bro. Let's, let me get on this thing. So. so what was the, I can't, I'm trying to remember, how did we even like connect? Um, it, it was when we played in, um, Northern Oklahoma. Well, I forget the name of the town, but you remember, don't you? Did? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the festival. It was a yeah, festival. It was a festival in yeah. Oklahoma. And I remember uh, what's crazy about this is I still have a VHS tape of that entire day. Oh, smoke. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Wow. You got to like, get that I, on digital and send that yeah, to us. <laughs> I have, so when I graduate, no, graduate, no, I don't remember. I think, no, my mom sold her house after my, her and my dad split and she found like a, like a big old like leather VHS case full mm-hmm. of like the tiny, you know, not the, you know, the VHS, eight millimeter, the, yeah, like yeah. the eight millimeters. Yeah. It, you know, cause it was the late nineties and early two thousands. And like, I had like, there was like tapes my mom had of me playing when I was like 14 years old. In my oh, wow. Band, like wow. At, in, at, like in somebody's yard or something. I would, like I would that. love to have that kind of footage of. So anyway, stuff. one of the yeah. VHS tapes I have is, um, I took a video camera, a camcorder with us for like, we played a string of shows and one of them was that festival. Mm. And I just happened to bring the camcorder for the, it was like a four or five day week or mm. a weekend thing, like a yeah. Thursday through Monday thing or something like that. And I just remember having it and using it, whatever. And, uh, that was our, the first time we ever played with you guys is you guys played later in the evening. Um, I'm trying to think and, where that, okay. Yeah. I remember now. So it, I remember Three things about that. One, Thousand Foot Crutch was also there. That's right. Because I have lots of footage of them because we hung out a lot that, yeah. that day. Uh, two, everybody's clothes and shoes were stained red from the clay. Yes. The red Oklahoma clay. Yep. all got down there. And then the third thing I remember, and this is actually why I wanted to like go down and talk to you guys after your show in the first place. <laughs> this is going to crack you up. You did a cover of... Um, Genesis. Um, oh yeah, Land of Confusion. Thank you, Land of yes. Confusion. You guys did a cover of Land of Confusion. Yeah. I was just like, bro, I need to just go shake this dude's hand. I so that. uh, that's when we started talking, and we. Just, I don't even remember know. that. Yeah, yeah, we played that. That's the same. We had that cover when we did the uh, Massive Radio out in Albuquerque. No, we, that's the that's one cool. cover song we played back then. Yeah. And yeah. then, well, actually, I do remember another cover song because I remember a f- couple shows down the road we played with you guys. <clears throat> You did uh, a Depeche Mode cover. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Yeah. Because yeah. we and ended up doing a like cool a, an eighties slash nineties, like rock night for, um, here in Oklahoma city, the mm-hmm. radio station did one and we did like time after time, mm-hmm. uh, that Depeche Mode song. I don't think we even did that Genesis song for some reason. I don't know. We did Jesse's girl. Oh. Um, I can't remember. There was like two others, but yeah, that's funny. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, I remember that now because it was in the middle of nowhere, dude, that yeah, festival. If you, was, me, yeah. if you would ask me like a month ago, I wouldn't remember any of that. But like <laughs> when you were like, hey, man, 
I was just like, oh. So I like really sat down and like started like playing like the association game in my head and yeah. started like a domino effect. And I was like, oh, it's like it was like my brain was like unlocking some rusty doors in there that like remember this from 20 years ago. That's <laughs> so like, funny. Oh. That's wild. So, yeah. But anyway, um, that's the, the first time we met you guys was on that show, uh, that <sighs> festival. So and then we hooked up and. The rest was history. No. <laughs> how many how many runs did we do? I mean, oh, I know we did the Can't Stop the Rock. I, maybe we just kept calling it Can't Stop the Rock. Anytime we did. We there were, I, run. Yeah. I do. Re- well, you couldn't stop it. Yeah, that's true. You, that's you the still same, can't. Yeah. Here no, we are. Look. I'm, <laughs> 27 I'm, years I'm later. Jamming on your guys' record. You yeah, just there can't you go. stop the rock, man. It's <laughs> yeah. just never going to stop. You're going to have to pry it out of our cold hands. That's right. Did we? Is that what we just kept calling our runs together? No, I think officially, I remember distinctly there being like an East Coast leg and a West Coast leg. And then, like, because we kind of started, because, you know, we're from Kansas City. Yeah. And you guys were from OKC, and we were like starting in the Midwest. And then we just kind of like went East Coast. And then we went after that, we came back. And I think we were off for like a few days. And Mm -hmm. then we like met up again heading to Colorado and like all those Mm. other places and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure those two legs were the big like official ones. And then after that, we just, just kept playing shows together. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, I think we just kept playing shows together. Like, even like, if I remember going down to like battle the bands concerts, like in Oklahoma and Tulsa and like, you and Eddie would just show up and be like, what's up? Mm. <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh, what's going on? <laughs> I found and Speaking of the can't stop the rock. I think I have a couple posters. So Dude, I have, a, I, I have like a so bin. I'm so glad you said that because I actually have something to say about one of those posters. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it, it's about your boy, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> You need to pull up the pho- pho- photo first. I don't. I can't. I don't think I have it with me. It's, oh, it's out in my garage. One I've got of those like a posters. Eddie is sitting in the corner. Like, oh, it's the the one from. On. It's this one right there. Yeah, he's yeah. got it. Right up, he's got it. He's got like that's this, Eddie right there. He's got like this like cartel like <laughs> comb over, just sitting in this leather jacket, which I. Don't know if I've ever seen Eddie ever. Wear no, that was just for that photo. It was just and for he's like, his legs are crossed like this, and he's just like sitting in the back. And I'm like, just like, is this, is this guy in the band, or is he like here to off one of these guys? Like, <laughs> this was very strange. Oh, and then, of yeah. course, you have Tommy right up front with his yeah. goofy hair. Dude, you had the fro oh, back yeah. then, man. I was so I mad. I wanted that. them to cut it, and then they were like, oh, no, dude, we no. love it. Didn't they end up oh, perming yeah. it? They that permed it and made it even Yeah, They did, yeah. That's funny. Yep. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, how did, so I was thinking about this the other day because we ended up, um, we did a couple, you know, we did the runs with you guys and then, um, Jeremy had ended up leaving the band and we didn't have any lead guitar player and we were about to go out with Everstays Red on the West Coast and we used Aaron Watkins, but I was mm-hmm. like, we met him through you. Was he in the band at that time? Was that post Adam or was that, yes. I don't, okay. I was yeah, just trying to so remember all that. Jeremy and, and Adam, I think, left after we, like, stopped touring heavily together. Yeah. Like, I think after our, like, big, like, well, I think this is it for a while kind of thing. Because you guys might have been thinking about recording again. Because I mm. know, I think you guys, because I remember a lot of the earlier episodes you guys hit on some of that stuff. I remember being there for about. 45% of those stories. Yeah, you said, I was like, I don't remember you being there, but yeah, dude. Man, I, I like remember a so lot funny. of that stuff like uh, you were talking about. Not everything. There's some stuff that I yeah. definitely wasn't there for that, but there was like a, definitely a handful of stories. So how did like, you, how did you that. connect with Aaron? Cause it, wasn't he in, in Colorado at the time, wasn't he? 
so yeah, so basically, um, Unified Front was cutting their, well, third full length, but it was like our fourth because we had a three song demo, which by the way, that's what we toured with you guys. So mm. that's like a 20th anniversary for us as well as our that's cool. three song demo, which almost got us signed four times, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Been there. Key, keyword. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I listened to that three song uh, thing today. It's on Spotify. I didn't know it was. Yeah, Todd Sorry. put it up. We had a. I feel like we're going in tangents here. Oh, I need fine. to stick with. The, oh, there's no format here, man. <laughs> Come a, on. Yeah, we just, just do whatever. Talking. So, so Todd. So we had a unified front reunion show, which Tommy attended. I, I went to oh, Kansas yeah. for it. Yeah. That was yeah. God, and even that was a while ago. That was six years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, that was six years ago. Yeah. yeah it'll be Jeez. seven years in August. Yeah. Yep. And Golly. so, and, dude, we tried to get another one here in Kansas City, and we had this really nice spot. We were like this close, and one of the bands that we were going to come up with us that we knew would help out and bring a lot of people like one of the guys couldn't do it. And we were just like, I like guarantee this dude, like 300 people there. And without those mm, guys there, yeah. I was like, I just don't know if it was going to happen. Like I do, I knew I could get at least 150 yeah. for you know, for old time's sake, but you know, it was, it was a, it was, it was a tough bite. But anyways, um, yeah, that reunion show, um, that we did, um, down in Chanute, um, Man, I lost track. What were oh, you're fine. We're talking about Aaron and how you guys connected because he was in Colorado. And then because we were talking about, I don't remember. I just wanted to know how, how you ended up connecting with Aaron. Like, how did that even come about? Because I knew he lived it. Because the one we had, when we called him up and said, hey, can you do this run with us? Like, we had to, we spent a week in Colorado, mm-hmm. like, preparing because he didn't know any of the songs. He's not really a, you right, know, right, a, right. a real league guitar player, if you will. Yeah. So, no, I'm sorry. I was just trying to think. Uh, oh, it was, I was talking about Todd. That's oh, yeah, what it was. Yeah. Todd, let me hear. So, so yeah, um, Todd was, um, when we did the reunion show, he took all of our stuff and put it on Spotify. Oh, that's so, cool. And so that's why that's there. But actually, listen to some of your guys' old stuff. I mean, like mm. before. You shouldn't before do that. Time. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, I did. <laughs> dude, that, dude, I'm not, t- I'm not going to lie. That first record, I forgot how much you guys like, like you rocking that like you were heavy, pretty heavy on that first record yeah yeah we were yeah but i didn't i didn't like that yeah <laughs> not well, really nobody into- likes their first one we only have three of our four up our first one uh, we'll never see the light of day if yeah. you own a cd then you earned it because you bought it but <laughs> i'm not i'm not giving that first cd out for free <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so but yeah we actually put our very first album out in 2000 so um mm. but i don't know if we just like um, like with Unified Front, we actually, so I guess I could talk about the beginning of that. Yeah, go ahead. You might want to edit a lot of this. I'm oh, sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> this is like so jumbled. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, we actually started a band. Uh, me, it was the first one was me and Todd, Adam O'Kane, uh, my buddy Chris Jackson. I don't know if you guys ever played with him or not. He was kind of, his name sounds familiar, yeah. but no. He, he yeah. was kind of our Joe Walsh. He was like in the band, out the band, in the band, you know, kind of. <laughs> but, and then um, it was pre Eric Owen. Todd was actually our bass player. We had gone through a string of drummers, but mm. um, we were called Focus. And, mm. And then we basically ripped off the Goo Goo Dolls. And okay. then we, um, one of, so our guitar player left and somebody else was leaving. And so it was basically like me, Adam, and Todd. Mm. And that was left over. 
And so we were like, well, if you guys don't want to do this, let me know. And I'm, by the way, I'm 15 at this point. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I started playing, I started playing when I was like 13 years old. Yeah. And so, um, just live and I started learning how to play guitar at like 13 and I was immediately, I was like, I must play in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was horrible, but I didn't care. So, <laughs> but yeah. And then focus turned into unified front, but funny fact is we actually met pillar when we were focused. That's how long I've known those cats mm. as I've known them since I was probably 16 or 17 years old. Yeah. So, and I'm, Oh my gosh. Now, so, my little like lamp thing. Oh, it did, has a yeah. Mind of its own, man. <laughs> Blue Don't mind real. me. Don't <laughs> mind me. You know, got a makeshift studio in my guest room at my house. <laughs> the internet at my office is wretched, so I can never. It's not bad. Do it's, you're yet. doing all right. But anyway, so, so yeah, focus. We met Pillar at a. This is the craziest thing. So Liberty Memorial is a big uh, monument here it's the world war the national world war one okay. museum is there it's in downtown kansas city like you, if you watch sports at all like when the chiefs do all their stuff it's always in front of liberty memorial and, mm. and union station and the royals the same thing um and anytime you see anything on tv they're just like you know here's the union station and mm. stuff like that and yeah. the nfl drafts there this year so it's oh, like nice. all this you know yeah i heard but, the uh the kelsey brothers are doing a thing oh dude I, they're put well they're he he's I, got that his sold out cast yeah but they like a, sold out the Travis show Kelsey's i think. got a show and it's like all these yeah. like like lil wayne's gonna be there i wanted to go guys, just to so. see the kelsey brothers but yeah, yeah they're funny i digress but anyway so the, this place liberty memorial had this thing it was called like god it was so long ago. This is like 1998, 99, something like that. Yeah. It was like called like Spirit Fest or something like that. Let's just call it that for now. I think it was called, because I'm from, I, you know, that I think that that was one of the festivals we tried to do like a couple years later or whatever. Okay. So yeah. they had this thing called Spirit Fest. And it was basically like everything. Like the night we played, Rick uh, Rick Springfield was oh, like nice. the head headliner on the main stage, you know? Yeah, but yeah. It was like one of those things. It was like a, kind of like a... You know what's all popular Sorry. now. Sorry, I, I just I'm, see my I'm cat. watching Tommy's cat. <laughs> Pause. Like, I just noticed that she's like pulling it under the chair. <laughs> this is awesome. This is what? all staying in. I love it. That's why I love video now. <laughs> okay, absolutely. So because this is literally what how our tours went. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. <laughs> Us just laughing over something crazy, but so anyway, um, like. Uh, it was like kind of like its own little festival thing, before, you know, all the Bonnaroo's and like, you know, yeah. things like that. It wasn't like that big, but like, it was like one of those things where I like had a main stage and there was like 14 other stages going on and things yeah. like that. And one of the tents was the Christian rock tent and, <laughs> and we played there and we just happened to play right before pillar oh, and cool. they were right after us and both of us just clicked and that's mm. how that's really how unified front really got started cooking was pillar um took us along and, and we opened for them for a long time and before they got signed and stuff yeah. like that and so i've known those guys for a really long time i'm still friends with 
Rob and Mike. And he, uh, and is Lester, he a, Estelle. You is know, Rob? He, he, he drums for Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, now. I remember that. I remember seeing yeah. that. Yeah, I still talk to him on the reg, so. Is Rob uh, still a worship leader at mm-hmm. uh, Life Church? Mm-hmm. At the, is that up there? It's one of the campuses up there, or is he in it's Tulsa? It's up by Tulsa, yeah, right? Tulsa. Oh, is it yeah. Claremore or something like yeah. that? Okay, no, that's he, cool. He's yeah. out in Tulsa. He's always been down there. Ever since Pillar got big, he uh, he's pretty they much lived in Tulsa. So. Yeah. I remember eating. I was dating a girl, and she was going to school up there, and we went to dinner one time, and I ended up running into um, – when Noah was in the band, mm-hmm. was Noah the one with the dreads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What are you?" And then he was like, "Yeah, we live here." I was like, "Oh, I didn't know." So it's just yeah. kind of wild. Right next door to Hanson. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm, bop. Um, so all those tours, I was just thinking about this, and I'm not trying to throw any of your guys under the bus, but do you remember uh, that big <laughs> blow up? It first started oh, with man. me. So it first started with me. Remember we played this like camp and they didn't know you guys were coming and so that was only us gonna play and i mm. was like i was pretty pissed about it yeah wh- where was that it, cause uh, it, it was, was it was at night in an outdoor camp right yeah and so mm. then they were like no we only booked you and uh, them ta- and eddie was like no we're a t- it's a tour package but right i was i was like then you no, were neither one of us we were i was like sure. neither one of us should play <laughs> at this point because yeah. that's not what we were here for i also think i remember being like towards the end so we were all kind of like just like in effort mode anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so I remember, cause I remember like arguing with Eddie about it. I was like, then we shouldn't be playing. Like if they're not going to be able to play, cause it's not fair. And I was like, all this other stuff. I remember right. throwing, I had my pedal board in a case and I chucked it. I was like so mad. Wow. I just threw it at him. I, I remember just, you getting angry, but I don't know if <laughs> yeah. I remember all that. I had to like I go cool off. I might've been like, I had to go cool off. I, I found like to... a bench somewhere and he ended up coming. <laughs> we, we talked about it. I was just trying to tell him I was frustrated. I was like, sure. You know, and, but we ended up, you guys set up your merch table and the whole night ever I think between every song I played I was like go check out Unified Fronts merch like I was no, just trying yeah. to push your merch we, and we but knew. like I think that that accumulated into um, I think Adam ended up similar situation like we were playing um, The Flood in San Diego um, and it was another oh, thing where yes. it was just us and that you guys were bad, there just to kind of hang out bad you guys, I feel like that happened literally okay so I think what really happened was that it did actually happen to us like three or four times and this was like the on fifth that time. run right yeah yeah and this that's was what like I'm the saying. fifth time it happened and i think adam was just like like who's on the hook for this like why does this keep happening you yeah. know and i think that's kind of where and then i do remember that san diego show that was bad news bears and what and that ended up culminating in was him and eric owen kind of Having a little yeah. tiff, and I so at one point anymore, you guys so rode with us. In the band with you guys. Yeah, I was like, like uh, with this right now. Because <laughs> I, I was like, can I just about... take a nap in the back of your van? Yeah. Let Eddie just stroke my hair and tell me I'm pretty. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, man, there was a couple of blowups on that run, but it was yeah. because of that. It was the right. like, that kept happening, mm-hmm. and so I was just like, oh my gosh. But that's the stuff that people don't ever get to see or or yeah. you know, hardly ever talk about. But it's you like, know what? Like we. We're all like best friends. I, I we have a poker night with each other. Like that's awesome. I was gonna ask if you guys are still if you still hang out oh, with God. all those guys. Oh God, yeah. In fact, uh, I this I'm playing a show. Stupid thing. <laughs> okay, go I ahead. I feel good. I'm like the only one not having any problems. Not I know. Really. Tommy's got cats <laughs> trying to get in. Uh, I do. <laughs> my lights falling down. But yeah, I do remember that. That was uh, that was pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. And then I do remember because right after that, that's like when we went back home and Adam like was like seriously like contemplating. And sure enough, like about a month later, Adam was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was shortly, not Did- too long after that when Jeremy had left. 
because mm-hmm. I think, like you said, Probably, they left around yeah. the same time. Yeah, and um, so we and then Unified Front. Watch this segue. Unified Front ended up being a three piece. I remember and, that. And we went and cut our fourth record, and we did it out in uh, Avalanche Studios in Denver, Colorado. Nice. And that's when Aaron joined Unified Front. Mm. Um, but before that, he was in a band called Driven. Okay. And we used to tour with those guys a lot yeah. um, back in the day. That was when his sister was playing keyboards and singing with them. And I forgot. she was phew, That girl music. can wail, man. She can still yeah. sing. She's awesome. That's cool. He can sing, too. God, that kid is... Oh, yeah. oh, I know. That that last Random Hero record was really, really good. Amazing. I mean, it was like Amazing. so good. I, of course, he like sent it to me like eight, like months before it came yeah. out. And I was just like, bro, this is... Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, was I just amazing. hate that the, you know, things turned out the way they did because that, that album could have really taken them over the top. That was one of those casualties of the pandemic, man. Yeah, I mean, it's because like, it was right before that. They were rocking that. and rolling. They were playing in Europe, and they were doing really good stuff with Random Hero. And uh, if any of you guys still follow Christian Rock at all, like in the Christian Rock scene, Random Hero was doing pretty good. Yeah. And then um, they, I don't know if they ever like had intention to, but they never really did cross over in the mainstream too much. But um, mm. but I, I don't know if they ever wanted to because, you know, Aaron, he's a, yeah. he's a pretty like... Uh, like this is not a band. This is a ministry. Kind yeah, of guy, yeah. You know, yeah. which I respect. So, I ended but up. Yeah, I, had, so. I had a. I had a podcast uh, that was, that me and my wife were trying to do when we were living in New Hampshire, and I had him on. I listened it was my to that second podcast. one. <laughs> so good, dude. It, you funny. It's like an hour and something long, but it was like it was four out four hours of content, and I had to like get oh, down because wow. yeah. he and I just talked, and he was just pretty open about stuff, and I was like, eh, this shouldn't be out, you know that type. He's of stuff. my. I know, like you always say, like you've got like brothers from like. You know, like that are not your family, but they yeah. treat them like brothers. Yeah. He is, he is like, we're like spiritual brothers. Like, yeah. there's, there's like not a doubt about that. So, that's cool. For sure. So, um, so you and I, you've already kind of opened up with the 90s stuff. Mm. And obviously, we're, you you've, know, you've piqued my interest. Yeah. You know, the, uh, just the music that you kind of listen to. So, I was, cause I was listening to the three song thing that you guys released because and and then i kind of went back onto mm-hmm. the other two records that are on there mm-hmm. and knowing what i know that what you like like music wise i'm like i don't hear a lot of it in your really? in the rock stuff okay. now in your like stuff that i've heard like your you know your more mellow like solo stuff mm-hmm. i can i can kind of hear the blending of those things but it's just interesting to me that like early peace obviously a huge influence um, well, I think that's why you and I click so yeah. quickly. I heard, I heard down on the <laughs> yeah. There was like some we were playing a show somewhere, and there, it was the video, mm. and um, and then I heard down. I was like, and you're like, I yeah, I do the falsetto. <laughs> yeah, I did your my little, little rain, rain meta. meta. Yeah, and so I was just like, I was just like, <laughs> like just like looked at the TV, and I was just like. Yes. <laughs> but I'm like, I was listening to that, your stuff, and I was like, and I, don't, I guess, I don't know, it's weird. So are the, what are the other stuff that kind of influenced you musically-wise in that time era? Like, of yeah. when you're writing for Unified Front and that kind of stuff, like, what were you listening to at that time? Yeah, um, so, like, when Unified, first, Unified Front first started, uh, ashamedly and admittedly, we sounded a lot like Creed. Okay. <laughs> Which I liked at the time. 
But, you know, we all have a mulligan, so I'm taking that one. <laughs> hey, I, I could still listen to that that one of those records. I yeah, can't. I don't know. I just, I just, it's not for me anymore. I'm so. a, for, me, for me, when everyone was like, Creed sucks, I was like, well, 30 million people liked them. So oh, I don't, no, I mean, I'm exactly. not denying that. And I'm not denying that I, I, you know, I mean, I bought the first three records probably. Yeah. And then I don't know. It was like one of those things, like, there's just, I don't know if it's the same for you, but there's just sometimes some bands that you're into for like five years and then all of a sudden you're just like, I'm done with them. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just not my thing yeah. anymore, you know? Golly, and then Creed this. was... <laughs> I'm done with this. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and and Creed was just one of those bands for me. I was yeah. just kind of done with it. But anyways, so that first album, a lot of it was like... you And, okay, so my my favorite band of all time is the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. And so um, that you talked about your first CD you bought. My first CD I bought was Siamese Dream. Mm. And, you know, and I just kind of went from there. But then um, I also uh, like started getting into like that new metal stuff, you know, mm-hmm. in the late 90s, like Corn, mm-hmm. not so much Limp Bizkit, but, you know, like, mm. um, but even like, uh, like the Christian stuff, like uh, Project 86 mm. and POD and yeah. like um, those kinds of bands I was like super into. Right. And that was kind of like, you know, my angsty, um, you know, 17 <laughs> full of pee and vinegar, you know, kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So it was just like one of those <laughs> things where I was just like, that was what I was into for a minute. Uh, but then like that kind of slowly evolved into, I got really into Incubus like a lot. So that I can hear, I can hear and, yeah, the Incubus yeah. influence, and, but one Not necessarily the new, other stuff. One of the new metal bands that kind of stuck around a little longer was Stained mm-hmm. for me, uh, just because they could write a pretty good power ballad. <laughs> yeah, he could. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but anyway, he uh, but um, so Stained. Uh, so that that was our first like record that we have on Spotify, and that was from two thousand one. That came out the same time that your first Radial Angel record came out. Yeah. And we actually sold a lot of those records. We, and this was before we met you guys. Um, and in fact, when we met you guys, that's the only record we had at the time. Mm. And we sold like 5,000 units. In Jeez, a year. that's awesome. Yeah. And, and we weren't signed. Yeah, that's we pretty unheard of back then. A bunch of high school kids from Kansas City mm-hmm. and Todd. Yeah, <laughs> so Todd. If you guys don't know, like, so we, Todd, were all, Todd, we were like literally all the same either. age. And then Todd was like seven years older than all of us. And yeah, that's he was how like Eddie the, was. He was the dad. Like, so yeah, that, that first record we sold. And that actually, one of the songs on it, two of the songs on it, actually, um, one was called All of Me. And that one actually, we were kind of about five, six years ahead of people when it came to internet radio, mm. because uh, so UF, UF, like you guys know what UF is. Yeah. Which, oh, we way, know. We, we call know. you UFer boys. By the way, we call you the favorite, UFers. Yeah, I was about to say my favorite thing was Tommy would always come up and be like, UFers, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So That's right. that was one of my favorite, one, one of my favorite things. But um, but yeah, so Unified Front though. Um, our MO was like, we don't want a label. We just want distribution because like our thing was just like, uh, we're booking shows. Like we're getting on like, like festivals with like Switchfoot and skillet and like with us and Todd, you know, like we're, cause we were just like you guys, like this is kind of why we really clicked. We were road warriors. We were grinders, man. Like back in the, 
these kids nowadays and they're oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm telling you, man, the garage band thing was like we were literally in somebody's mom's basement and we yeah. were grinding it out. Like like I said, since I was fourteen. And then by the time I was seventeen, I was touring. Like my senior year of high school, I missed like half of my second semester of my senior year of high school. So it's almost <laughs> so, similar to Tommy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, you're pretty young. Yeah. 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 But well, I'm I'm a year so, under y'all, so yeah. Uh, so anyway, so we yeah. actually had like a uh, all of me was uh, a number one on an internet radio in New York City, mm. and so we got a lot of play and a lot of like yeah con- you know contact help with that. Like that was like something I had to put on our resume, right? Yeah. And so then later on, one of the, another song on there called "Final Destination" was on the mainstream like alternative radio station here in Kansas City. It was based out of Lawrence. It was like 105.1 The Laser. Mm. But at now it's like a pop state, like a 93.3 yeah, every, Everything has changed, yeah. yeah. But, um, but back in the day, it was in like a alternative rock station, you know, you know, Smash Punk is Stone Temple Pilots, you know, the, the yeah. game Nirvana, all that stuff. And they, one of my buddies that I went to high school with, she, and, and I worked with her at Walmart in the garden center. I forgot <laughs> like you worked at Walmart. I forgot that Bro. too. Yeah. <laughs> That was my jam. Yeah. So anyway, so, um, but yeah, um, well, the reason I worked at Walmart is because I would take like massive leaves of absence yeah. to go retail. Yeah, retail go tour, was the easiest to do that. And yeah. go tour and they would just be like, yeah, you'll have a job when you get back. Yeah. yeah. It's Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a half a brain cell, so I knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we, uh, you know, that was kind of our thing was just like, um, we would get on like, so anyways, my friend, she was one of the DJs and she hmm. like, would spin our song and yeah. all the time. And we were getting a lot of mainstream play. And so we would play at this place and I'm pretty sure you guys played there with us a few times. It was called new earth coffee house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here in downtown Kansas yeah. City. It was like kind of in like the right on the border of like Westport and downtown and stuff like that. But anyway, um, that place was like, that was place was epic. You talk to anybody in the Christian market. And I mean, anybody in the Christian market, like, top to bottom or like water deep POD, like all these people, like they played at new earth, like new earth was yeah. like the place to go in Kansas city. If you yeah. were a Christian rock band and uh, we were just so fortunate to live in Kansas city and have this place. I mean, yeah, I like, I want to like, like someday, like, like do a documentary about this place. This place was incredible. Like I'm mean, sixpence played there all the time. Like it was yeah. like, it was like one of those, like if like the, if the Christian music market had like an underground, like this place was like the place to go. And so, um, but yeah, we used to play there all the time and, and, and uh, go downtown and, and we would just like, all these people would just show up because they heard our song on the radio. And yeah. It was just crazy. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And then, like I said, when, then we started opening for pillar and, and we start opening for you guys and, you know, and all that stuff. And then we open for a lot of other bigger bands. I don't want to keep name dropping, but yeah, you want to pick up those names. You, you got a lot but, to pick up already, but I'm about to drop <laughs> one big name because this is a pretty funny story. So I'm 19 at the time. We're playing a show in Lawrence, Kansas, which if you guys don't know, that's where KU is. So it's a big college mm-hmm. party town. And we get on this Jim Beam whiskey tour. Like, so, you know, one of the episodes you guys talked about, like, what is a Christian rock band? You know, like, and we were a Christian rock band, but we would play everywhere. Like yeah. we would play mm-hmm. in bars and cause we always felt like, you know, Jesus didn't just hang out in the temple. Yeah. You know, like Jesus went out and 
got his hands and feet dirty too. So, you know, um, and so we would just like go into those places. And so we played a couple shows on this Jim Beam whiskey tour, or maybe it was just one show. I think it was just one show, but it was at this place called Abe and Jake's in Lawrence, which is still there. And, um, we ended up playing, um, kind of in the middle of it. It was like weird. It was like kind of this like all day thing. Like bands would start playing like at one o'clock in the afternoon. I think we played like at five or six or something like that. And then the band that played right after us at seven o'clock was just killing it. Like just murdering the place. Like this singer was like incredible. He like grabs the guitar and like just shreds this lead and like throws it and just starts singing like Stevie one. I was just like, what is, who are these guys? Start hanging out with them. They're like, Hey, you guys want to drink with us? And I'm like, well, I'm 19. And you know, and you know, I was a good Christian boy at that time. So I was like, actually not drinking. Like, that time. <laughs> no, really. That time. At that time. Well, I'm a, yeah. I'm a Christian man now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can drink now. Uh, nice. But, yeah. So, nice so yeah. And you know, it just didn't, you know, it was just wasn't my thing back then to be 19 yeah. and stuff like that. But anyways, I having a blast with these guys. Six months later, their first album, Songs About Jane, dropped. Breaking Benjamin, right? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, oh. Maroon oh, no. Five. East West. Maroon 5. Oh, yeah. Songs oh, about Jane. Man. Maroon 5. I'm thinking like, Diary of Jane. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, right. sorry. Yeah, no. It was Maroon 5. And what Dang. people don't realize is how incredible of a guitar player um, Adam Levine. or No. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Levine. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I yeah, think right. his name mixed up with the other guy who plays with Queen now. Oh yeah. Oh, Adam Lambert. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Adam Levine, that guy. Yeah. That dude can shred a guitar. That's crazy. It was yeah, we ended up playing. We were like, like talking with them. Like, we were just like, dude, this band is crazy. What's crazy though is that we didn't know who they were because they were just at the time they were like an LA jam band. Oh wow. Like they weren't like what they are now. They were like yeah. a rock band back then. And huh. they like listen to their first record. It's incredible. It's oh, I mean, I really like that record. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's what they were playing. They were playing songs from that that record. Yeah. And uh and so um yeah, they were having such a great it, so, but we didn't know who they were. And back then unified front, like we were just like, like I said, we were kind of this weird, like incubus kind of meets like, you know, pop kind of thing. But we mm. were also like, still like, like we'd have push through, which was like, like a really heavy, like almost like seven dust kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then we'd come back at you with like bliss, which was like this thing, ding, 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 you know, like, just yeah. this, like fun pop song. It was all rock, you know, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so we, they never knew where to put us, especially in the Christian market. They, oh, yeah. they were so confused with us. And so they would always put us with either a metal band, like, <laughs> like, like yeah. metal band, like screaming the entire concert metal band. Yeah. Or punk bands. Okay. Which I didn't mind at first, but man, punk bands are like, Spotify. There's a lot yeah. of good ones out there, but you got to go through a lot of crappy ones to get to the good yes. ones. <laughs> so, I'm just not anyway. a fan at all of punk. I just can't do it. Yeah. Just I mean, n- now I'm, you know, not as, but I still like, I was listening to MXPX Teenage Politics the other day and I was mm-hmm. like, mm, That's mm, funny. I was like, I'm still into that. So but anyways, <laughs> but yeah, so we would always play with these punk bands. So I thought Maroon 5 was a punk band because that was like kind of the era where everybody had a number in their name, like mm. some 41, Blink 182. Yeah. Uh, we played with uh, a band. I can't even remember their name now, but they had a number in it too. And so we thought Maroon 5 were like, great. Another punk band, great, yeah. this is gonna be awesome. And then they came out and did what they did, and I was just yeah. Like, oh. So that's, that's my last name drop. 
Swish there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. No, that's great. So, I mean, that's kind of like, um, like when we were writing, I struggled with, so like we did, um, uh, like the first record, I mean, it's heavy, but it's, it's, it's never. It was never. If it was produced well, it probably wouldn't have been as as chunky as it was, sure. like guitar wise and stuff. And then we did the Woman Last Time record, and it was more kind of shifting into like the, uh, I don't know, like alternative rock. If he was, it was less heavy. There was Give mm-hmm. was pretty heavy, Untitled or whatever. And then I think we hit Summer Fade, and I was in that that. It's like a tipping point and where my voice was going to go. So was was I going to really concentrate on actually being able to sing for the rest of my life? Or was it just like we're just going to go heavy? Because there was demos that we did where like I blew my voice out just yeah. doing the demo because mm-hmm. it was like really heavy. Like How Do You Live, Tommy, mm-hmm. if you remember that, that was one. really, like, yeah. Oh, and I, so, I vaguely remember that tune. Cause I think actually, we sound checked with stuff yeah. too. Like We were always farting around with things. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I was like – I remember tracking that for a demo and I blew my you know voice out. Or so I was like – I got to think about my future. Like, do right. I really want to like do all that kind of stuff? And so summer fade was kind of the tipping point. Cause you have some heavier stuff, but then you have like suddenly maybe is kind of still like a ballad or whatever. Which by the way, low key is a top five radial angel song for me. <laughs> suddenly maybe. That's a good you song. guys know my favorite radial angel song, correct? Which is what? I, don't, I, don't okay. I tell you all the time. I don't remember. It's over. Oh, it's over. Dude, oh. I was obsessed. Like anytime you were like, yeah, we're not going to play. It's over in the set. I would be like, Yes, you are. <laughs> like I, that's like my favorite song. That's fine. Uh, you, you ever wrote? But I mean, she's incredible. I mean, that's um, a great one too. But um, and so that's always that's where I was going. It's like we had big success with she, and then not beautiful. Not beautiful was still kind of rocking, but it was like oh, then you get oh, in what this. Was the other one. Um, when you you take your love, but you always. Because you don't, you don't. Oh, take control. Falling, falling, no, falling. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's on the Summer Fade EP too. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. That song also is in my. That song's a good tune, dude. That's a yeah. good one. So that was the thing. Was like I was like, I got stuck in this trap of like, okay, now I have to write these certain type of songs because if I don't, our career's done. And so you get to waiting on love, and it's like, um, it, it's like all that record is me trying to write another hit, mm. and it's just like, ugh. And I mean, they're good songs. We like them. That's why you kind of want to redo them because to give them the proper sound of what they should sound like. But then, like, here we are, you know, I haven't written a song in, in 13 years and I write Not Ready. And it was just because I also wanted to write a tune, by the way. Thank you. Just because I wanted to write a song for my wife. And then it just, we have no pressure now. So, like, yeah. the demos that he, Tommy and I are sending back and forth with are just if they if they sound good to us we'll do them if not because oh, yeah. we're not trying to make a career again exactly. i mean if that if the, so if much, the byproduct like of liberating right uh, yeah mm-hmm. but i'm like if the byproduct and you guys is, had that pressure off, more cool. than we did because we never got signed so we were yeah like, and that was that was the, the problem you know a beat of our own drum at that yeah. time so but. and that was where i was kind of thinking about it today i was like you know I, those times when we were touring like especially the the runs we did with you guys i remember specifically um our van broke down at that intersection and you guys had to run and drop your trailer and come back and pick our trailer up. And we pushed the van out of the way. And so Eddie and I stayed at the van to wait for the tow truck. And it's hot. I mean, we're both just drenching with sweat. And he goes, you know, I would rather be stuck right here 
than working at a desk right now for oh, nine to five. Yes. And I was like, you're yeah, 17. Yeah. Jeez. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that makes, I was like, yeah, I get it. That's like way, you know, you know, and, but then I'm like, when did it become a job to me? Because then it didn't become fun. And it was more kind of like after Tommy had left, I was just like the pressure even, I felt even more. Cause it's like, cause Tommy and I were like, the majority writer of, mm-hmm. of all, everything that we did, mm-hmm. you know, he and I would get together and be like, Hey, you know, he would just start a beat and we would just kind of write the songs or whatever. And so then I was like, crap, now what am I going to do? Like I got to write everything by myself and that's how I felt or whatever. And so it just, it became work. And then I was that's, like, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. That's a cool perspective because like I said, I was on the other end of it because if you really think about it and nobody would know, cause nobody ever listened to us, but <laughs> we, <laughs> If we never had a record that sounded alike. And yeah. We had yeah, I liberty. noticed that today. I noticed that today. Um, it looks like, like I said, the, the first three. one was like a Creed ripoff. The second one was more Incubus. The third yeah. one was our like that. The third one was the only one where we were like felt like if there was ever a time we felt pressure because we knew that was like our we're about to really promote this thing to yeah. see if if we're made of what we think we are, you know. And, um, but even then the songs on that are still very, um, probably even more like heavily, um, incubus influence. Like we really mm-hmm. kind of sold out on that sound. Like I just not like so much the, like ripping them off. It was just like more like, I just like that vibe of like having like the jazzy guitar parts over like heavy chords, you know, things yeah. like that. And I just, I, I was, I grew up on jazz. Uh, like mm. I was, you know, when I was a kid, I was listening to classic rock and jazz. I didn't even pick, pick up on modern rock until I was like in middle school. So, mm. you know, uh, I, so luckily for me, I skipped the whole hairband era when that was going <laughs> on. My dad was just like, no, you're not listening to that. Yeah, and he's I, didn't, like, I didn't get into any of that either. Shoving Led Zeppelin down my throat instead. And, mm. <laughs> and, and Miles Davis and, yeah john coltrane and stuff like that but i was just like um so and then like our fourth album that was when we turned to a three-piece so you know it was i was the guitar player which was the first time ever because if people didn't know i was only lead saying so i wrote all the music and could play but i was just i always felt more comfortable i was like well if i got a guitar player i'm just gonna sing yeah like you know i don't need to especially live i just need to rock i don't need to have like you know, every little thing that we put on the record in the, in the live show, you know, and yeah. this was kids. This was before tracking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you couldn't, couldn't, you had to do it for real. So, yeah. uh, so, um, but yeah, so we went like this other route where it was like much more like, I, I don't want to say this word, but it was like, it was a little bit more like that early two thousands, like e- emo stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like not yeah. like, it had like a it darker warm. undertone to it. Maybe that's a better. Yeah. It was like if Unified Front yeah. was a little darker because it wasn't emo. Because you know, I wasn't no, like it, one of those like the, my my voice wasn't like emo voice, and we didn't have like the emo guitar riffs. But mm-mm. it was it was like just more like almost more like melancholy and and Deftones ish is is there what I go. thought it was like. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, so, it yeah, was very so much Deftonesy. That's a good yeah. way to put it. So yeah, I, I that fourth record was yeah. In fact, I would even dare to say that we probably ripped them off a little bit on that record too. So now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's probably right. But yeah, it was more of like a Deftones thing. But once again, that's like what I was into. Like I was into Creed. So we sounded like Creed. I was into Incubus. Yeah. So we sounded like Incubus. I was into pop. So it sounded like pop. I was into, you know, uh, Deftones. So we sounded like the Deftones. Yeah. And then when you find front broke up, I was like, I've never done an acoustic record. So I went and did that. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> and so I just did, and then I started my solo career doing that. And uh, so yeah, it's it's a really interesting perspective because you're right. Um, it's interesting because when I was, I, you know, I actually approached you guys. I saw your guys' video online saying like, "Hey, and any second guitar players?" And I was just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. "I have a studio now. Let's do this." <laughs> and so you're like, "Yeah, let's give it a shot." And which, to your credit, you know, like you don't know what I'm about to send you. So you're just like, well, at that point, we were just like, we just "Okay, tried things." But yeah. happens, you know, I always, happens. you know, just because like we've known each other for so long now, it's just like I feel like, well, if anything, like you know, it'd be a good, cool way to reconnect with some old homeboys. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, so yeah, I kind of noticed that cause I, I would go back. I was, cause I, I remember asking you like, how close do you want it to sound like the original? And mm. you were just like, I'm open to anything, dude, just yeah. whatever. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. Let's see what happens. And so I started sending you some stuff, but before I started sending you stuff, I would like kind of do my own thing. And then I would, I would go back and listen to that original one. Mm-hmm. Cause I kind of wanted to, maintain the integrity of the feel of the song, you know what I'm saying? But also put my own little flavor on it. Yeah. And so I did notice on like, I was like, okay, this does kind of have those vibes of a, like a, um, summer fade part two, part Mm -hmm. part two or something like that. Cause every song, cause that's the thing. It's funny. You say like, you feel like you had to write another hit or every song had to be a hit. I think that's what you said. And that's what it does. I love, that's why I kind of liked playing these songs. Cause I was like, bro, I was just like, like seven of these are kind of like, I could see being hit like singles. Yeah. Like these are, and that's what these was frustrating. That was what frustrating with Tatami yeah. and I was like, well, we ran out of money. So we never got to really make yeah, it sound yeah. like it. We yeah. Now sounded. we do it for free 50. Yeah. That's free, right. <laughs> free 50. Um, but I'm like, we missed out on stuff, I'm sure, because radio's not going to pick those the way they sounded up, yeah. and it's just like there yeah. was some really great songs in there. But anymore, I'm just I was just like I was a you know we were getting towards the end of stuff. Tommy was you had left how many more years after that two, after we'd finished uh, that record? One or two, uh, two probably. Yeah, so it was like two. things were coming to a head, and it was just like I was just kind of burnt out basically because I was like. God, well, I what, remember, what am I doing now? Yeah, and I remember playing just a couple, maybe two or three shows with you when you were New York summer. Yeah. Um, so, and which one of those tunes you played while you were, it was Long Way Home? Uh, yeah. I don't know if we played that Y'all one. Y'all did spinning, we on, did spinning on your record. Okay. We no, not, uh, maybe not on the record. I'm saying live. Just live. No, we did, we did uh, spinning was one of them, more than this. Uh, yeah, was the only original, which we didn't okay. put on the new but, remake. But most of the other ones were just, yeah. yeah that was all new. Well, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, Michael and I started writing together, which was a whole other dynamic. Right. Um, and that was like. Which really I didn't know me. much about that stuff. So that was cool to hear on your previous episodes. Yeah. Just some of that stuff. The New York Summer stuff was interesting because it's, Michael's a phenomenal guitar player. Like. Yeah. You know, and the gear that he does, and and how oh, yeah, he has I've his whole setup. Oh yeah, I've seen you guys live a couple times. Oh, oh yeah, his pedal board wasn't stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you could land a plane on it with all the. It was huge, and now he's like fractal, so it's like you know he just got the control panel or whatever. But, um, but he so, I, I'm not like. It's funny as a worship pastor, I'm not. I don't do a lot of music theory, so. I wasn't locked into mm-hmm. things had to work the way they did. Like they didn't have to. So I would write, um, if, 
if you have the New York summer stuff, there's a song called um, It's All I Know. Mm-hmm. And it structurally doesn't make any sense as far as music theory is concerned. And it frustrated Michael because he was like, you're not locked into this because you don't. I'm not thinking music theory or whatever. And so right. there would be times where we would butt heads because he wanted it to, you know, he's trying to help me. No, 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 no. I'm like, no, I just, it sounds good. So I like it. It was never like, mm-hmm. oh, I know that this is the fifth of whatever, you know, and I'm like, I don't care if right. it sounds good. It sounds good. Which, That's right. So yeah. if you're an artist, it doesn't matter what you, you know. Yeah. Like, and so it was just, it was, got, go he pushed, <laughs> but he pushed, we were pushing each other in a good sure. way. Yeah. Cause oh, that yeah. song, my God, it's all I know took the longest he and I were just several hours in his studio at his house yeah. trying to come up with the the hook to that song. And it was just like, I wanted to punch babies and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and so I was just like, ah. Well, you have one now, so please don't yeah. punch that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it just it kind of pushed me to be a better songwriter in that regard. But yes. it just sucked because I was at the end. I was just like, I don't. I, this is work now. I don't want to do this. This isn't fun for me anymore. And it was just kind of at the end of that. Well, um, I, mean, I totally understand that. That was kind of the whole reason why unified front stop, we were just kind of there as well. Like, you know, it was me, Eric, and at that time, Jonathan Heston. Oh yeah. I remember and, him. Uh, yeah. Oh, Heston. God, yeah. I yeah. I miss so, him. My homeschool homeboy. I used to go. Yeah. That's right. Dude. Yeah. We literally snatched him from his parents' house in senior year of high school and took him on tour with us. That's so funny. And they were just cool with it. They were like, here's a van. Have fun. That's funny. But yeah, he was a, he's a, still is an incredible drummer. So, but yeah. Um, just a couple, I had another question before we wrap up. Um, so playing both, like you kind of played both markets like we did, not like radio wise, but um, like you'd play a bar. And then mm-hmm. you'd play church and then you'd play a college show or what, you know, sure, whatever. Yeah. Did you ever feel pressured by the church shows or did they ever pressure you to give an altar call at the, at your church show, especially youth group shows? No, um, man, if there was one, it wasn't like enough to like make an impression on me. Like yeah. as far as like being pressured into it. You yeah. Know? I asked that because something came to my mind the other day of, uh, Tommy, do you remember? Um, I think it was in Bartlesville. We played a show, and like the church owned the venue, but it wasn't attached to the church. Mm-hmm. And like the youth pastor, or maybe it was the lead pastor, was like, "If you guys don't do an altar call at the end, like you're not getting paid." Like basically, yeah. that's kind of how he. It, yeah. He didn't say yeah, it that way, but that's, 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 that's that the kinda, impression that did, he gave. Yeah, that was yeah, the impression that, that he if gave. If that was indeed the, what like what was going down, then that's on him. That's not, yeah. So as far I, as that goes, I mean, yeah, that's, so I, don't I never feel like anybody should be pressured into doing no, anything. So. We never like I would share my testimony, and then it was just like you know, come talk to us if you have any questions or whatever. But I, I mean, I did it because I was like, I was do it. But I was like, this means nothing to me. And so like now, being in ministry for the last you know thirteen, fourteen years, um, that book I forgot who wrote it. Uh, Stop asking Jesus into your heart. <laughs> um, it's like there's no there's no scripture that says it is. To do That's an altar call the album of my, the title of my next album. <laughs> Stop asking Jesus into your heart. Cause that's the whole Stop thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Cause that's not, that's not scripture. Like heart. I was like, where did you even pull that that's out from? And I always struggled with that with like people giving altar calls of like, just pray this prayer. And I'm like, 
No, that's not how it works. Like it's like you know, it's clear scripture that repent and believe and be baptized. Yeah. Um, but it was never like just ask Jesus, just pray this prayer and ask Jesus into your heart. It's like no, and so I just I don't know. I just thought about that because you're our first guest and you were also a, a Christian rock band. I was mm-hmm. like, did you ever get pressured to do that? Because we no, had all I, sorts of crap like that. Oh, no, but I will say, yeah, I will say this on on that subject as far as that goes. I feel like for me. Because I, I mean, I experienced altar calls thousands yeah. of times. Um, I feel like the best altar calls were the ones that weren't specifically targeting like the whole like ask Jesus into your yeah. heart kind of thing. It, but it was like more of like a, like almost like giving yourself like a moment to self reflect kind of thing. And they're always like kind of what you said, like if you want to come to the front and talk to someone, you know, there's someone here to talk to. Yeah. But it was always like under that guise of like, if you want to like talk to someone more of like a a no pressure situation, you know, not like, Hey, if you come up here, that means you're about to give your soul and heart to Jesus. That's not, you know, it was more of like, which to me makes sense. I mean, if you're, at a church and there's an altar call call, you can't be too upset about it. You know, it's no, yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, you, you don't, you don't, if you go to Snoop Dogg concert and you don't smoke weed, you, that's <laughs> fine. You can't out. be mad about it. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, exactly. like, so, you know, it's kind of one of those things, you know, um, for me, I never yeah. got bothered by it. Cause I'm with you. I was never like a master Jesus in your heart. It, it, Cause you know, unified front was always like more of like, you know, we definitely were like a Christian rock band for sure. Yeah. Like we definitely like talked about God in our spiritual journeys and things like that, but it was never like that, you know? Yeah. But we were more like, like we like just want to promote positivity and loving your neighbor. And like one of the things that I always really enjoyed was, and I might be giving the credit to the wrong person, but I, I read uh, Donald Miller for a while. I don't mm. know if you guys, you guys know who Yeah, Blue Like Jazz. Yeah, and, and yeah, he had the, a couple other books. So, and uh, man, if I'm wrong, I might, have, if I, if I, if you guys look this up and I'm wrong, you might have to take that reference out. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, wherever I heard it was one of the coolest things. Um, I, I, I always struggled with that. Like the whole, like, do you ask, you know, do you tell people, you know, this is how you do it or, mm-hmm. you know, or like, how should you minister to people? Because like I said, we used to play in bars, but people at the end of the night knew who we were, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, but we never were preaching, you know, yeah, uh, or anything like that. And we would never go like in between song and be like, you know, Jesus said, and yeah. have like a little, you know, mini sermon in, in the middle of the set, you know, like some bands I used to watch do. Um, yeah. But I, and which is a great, Great. I mean, if that's your thing, yeah. there's a place for all of it. Yeah. You know, and to me that, to yeah. me, that's like why worship music exists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, the, the idea to me that, um, that I'm trying to get to here is I always felt like we take our time here now on earth for granted because we're always like, you know, seeking the eternal reward, you know, mm-hmm. I got put Jesus in my heart. I get to heaven, you know, thing. And we kind of miss the point of Jesus. What he really said when he said, bringing the kingdom to earth, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't more, it was less about like a, uh, you know, a revelation of the future or something like that. And it was more about, no, while you're here, 
you need to make this place more like yeah. the kingdom. So for us, we didn't want to preach. We didn't want to tell people to go ask Jesus in your heart. We weren't, that's not us. We were yeah. more love your neighbor, connect with people, communicate, understand each other's perspectives, you know, love each other. If you're taking out the trash, love taking out the trash because the Lord gave you a good day, you know, like things yeah. like that, you know? Um, so that was kind of our thing. It was just like, no, we're going to, we're not going to wait for the kingdom of heaven. We're going yeah. to bring the kingdom here to earth while we're here. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. So no, that's good. I think I don't have much of anything else. Tommy, you got any other than no. you should really ask that question. So, that so me. I do, I, I have a serious question that, that I wanted to ask you. Good. Because um, I actually do have a couple of stories. I do want hey, to run fine. by you guys because <laughs> some of them, I forgot about, and I was like, oh, my God, I remember this. But anyways, I, I uh, think I know one first. of one of them invo- involves me driving, doesn't it? Yes. That's, yeah, <laughs> I knew that was going to <laughs> So you already know where I'm going. I do. I already know. So uh, when we originally asked you, you know, if you wanted to kind of play, or when you, when you wanted to play, and we asked you if you wanted to play on some future things and stuff, mm-hmm. Was that like really stressful, uh, you know, to that really uh, stressful, you know, like, like, holy crap, I have to play guitar, you know, for the greatest rock band ever, mm. you know, <laughs> well, I'm not walk us for- through that process of what you were thinking, you know, so um, <laughs> I humbly and graciously accepted the e- the evite that you sent me <laughs> it had glitter pop out and everything and it said would you be and is it will you be <laughs> able to play with us yeah yeah will you yeah. be ours? and it said yes no maybe yeah and then and you just had to check one of the boxes correct yeah and then immediately yeah. was sold yeah so, no uh no i was a i was a bit intimidated i, I i'm just I said, when i said my was a joke. When I said my stuff when i sent my stuff to you guys i was like We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because no, I do. I do. Uh, I have a serious question. I know Jared and you kind of told me a couple times, but I hope you guys are enjoying what I'm giving you. So we are. I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Jared and I, we kind of hang out, uh, you know, a lot, and yeah. and so we always try to listen to mixes and stuff, and and he'll tell me whenever you drop a new one and and stuff, cool. and and we're we're just like. This is amazing. Like and oh. and like uh, for not well, to like, I'm, I'm uh, seriously wasn't trying to fish for anything here. I was just no, like, but, like wondering. It is. Like seriously, like you know, um because we were, you know, Jared and I are, are limited in our lead capabilities, you know. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I know theory and stuff like that and I and, and but dude, that's that's but, something uh, I learned it, over the years cuz I yeah. could not do that stuff in the unified front days. I couldn't back then, you know, but that was I, uh, I got yeah. hooked up <laughs> crazy story i got hooked up with a youth group kid me and todd were doing youth group together for like five years and there's this youth group kid here or there and he he plays classical guitar in denver colorado now Uh, that's what he graduated he had a master's in classical guitar his his performance for that i went to it it was mind-boggling there was a point i thought three people were playing guitar it was insane but this dude like this kid i just like we go on mission trips with him and him and i he would just like sit there and just teach me and mm. I was just like, oh, my God. And he's just like, dude, it's not that hard. And I'm like, yes, it is. You're incredible. And he's just like, no, this is what you got to do. And he kind of showed me, like, these little cheat codes to it. Yeah. And he's like, you start with the cheat codes and then learn it for real. And I was yeah. just like, oh, my God. And he was a yeah. guitar teacher. And so that's where I really got it. And then I also got into really getting into it because I was uh, producing for a long time. Not, mm. not so much, like, 
mixing and stuff like that, but more like just like sound engineer slash like, you know, pr- producer, like, you know, yeah. cut the, you know, I did a lot of the instrumentation for people or they'd come with these songs and I'd work on them with them and whatever. Mm. Uh, in fact, one of the girls that I worked with, her name was Anna Hamilton and she was actually on this competition, uh, like a songwriting comp. It was like on TV. It was a songwriting competition and she was from Kansas city. And the whole idea was like, these people would write a song and pitch it to these three mm. judges. And the three judges were different every night, you know? And they were, the judges were like famous, like musicians and songwriters and people from Broadway and things like that. Mm. Um, but this, yeah, this girl comes into our mine and Todd's studio and just starts jamming. And I was just like, and <laughs> she was incredible. And like, and she like left and Todd, I go, I went to Todd. I was like, we need we need to get this girl recorded before somebody discovers that she's incredibly talented. <laughs> and I was just too slow. She she mm. figured it out and went national with it. And I was like, but yeah, she was. I mean, she was crazy good with it. But I don't even know if she's doing it anymore. I don't mm. know what happened after that show. But but anyway, I only say that to say like I got into producing and then I started. I had a I have a really good buddy from high school that does film. He does a mm. lot of uh, stuff, um, especially if it it's in Kansas City. He's done recently done like alicia key stuff floyd mayweather stuff like he's just he's great great dude uh he did his own film and so i scored it and that was the first time i ever scored a film and he really took a chance on me with that and luckily i did good enough yeah (laughs) so so really over the years i really started like kind of getting away from just like i want to be a guitar playing rock guy to like just really kind of dabbling into a bunch of different stuff so that's kind of like how i got into it like i just like when I was doing unified front, I didn't like what you heard. That was like, that was my ceiling at that point at that time. So, but yeah, go show you, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. <laughs> well, every time we would listen to like one of the mixes, we would just, it was just funny because we, we've had several different like league guitar players over the years that are drastically different oh, like yeah. musically. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, to, Jeremy definitely had his own style yeah, too. And then you go to Josh who was just a little bit more like dialing into delays and reverbs. And it was more about like that type of stuff. Um, and then, and then I play with Michael. Michael did our last rail angel run. Tommy mm-hmm. wasn't in the, it was with Josh, um, the drummer at the time. And you know, here's Michael who's just all around like, wild guitar player yeah. but oh yeah you got you get in this mindset of like each song has to have some kind of wild lick and it's like not really the what you're doing it's just this these subtle things that yeah. really change the whole yeah, yeah but it changed the whole right vibe of the song yeah. in a in a in a good way it was just it, it right went so different that was kind of my approach since these were already like pre-established tunes from like years ago and kind of had their own thing anyways i approached this record less as a guitar player and more as a producer. Right. Yeah. And so like mm-hmm. all those things in there is just more like me thinking like as a producer, like if I was a producer and there was a guitar player in there, this is what I would want him to play. Mm. Whereas like, if we continue this and I start playing on the new stuff, I might think more like a guitar player just because yeah. we're doing this together kind of thing. Yeah. You know? But yeah, but yeah, that's kind of what I, like I said, I wanted to maintain the integrity of the song and like the, the rough mixes you gave me, like your guitar is just like, I'm just like, God, this guitar is just, in fact, I remember sitting with my wife uh, when I was listening to this stuff, you know, a couple months ago when I first really got into it. And I would listen to, like I said earlier, I would listen to the original record and stuff like that. And there was just so many times and no offense to anybody. This is not a knock on anything, but there was just a few times where I'd just be like, man, that, that, 
that stuff needs to get out of the way. Like Jared's voice in <laughs> that guitar yeah. is just good enough, bro. Like that thing is. Mm-hmm. So there was just some parts on there. I was just like, I'm not doing anything here, man. Like this guitar and his voice is just so nice. Yeah. Like it's so pure. And so, yeah, that was me. I was just like, there were maybe one or two songs where I was just like, I, I kind of put a, like a, like a lead down. Yeah. But for the most part, it was like what you said. It was more like, I'm going to produce this song, not really put guitar parts mm. in it. You know what I mean? Mm. So. Yeah. No, it's good. It's just as important to know when to not play as when to play. Yes. You know, Working you know, uh, for anybody, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, well, like guitar said, really- or whatever it's all about the vibe to me. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, I, you feel the song and, um, I think you and I, Jared, we just really enjoyed how long way home came out. Yeah. And that was like one of those tunes. Like as soon as I started playing it, I was just like, that was like one of the only, like one of two, maybe that I sent you where I was just like, no notes. <laughs> Don't need any notes on this. One. Yeah. No, but that one was just like, you were like, bro. And I was like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, really excited about that one. It changed one. the whole sound of it. And I was like, this is good. Right. And I listened to the old one and it, n- nothing is just different. And yeah. it's like you said, it just kind of changes the sound. So, um, yeah. and hopefully, uh, like you said, now that you kind of are doing this for fun. Yeah. You know, it can kind of sound more like what you're thinking. So. It'll be interesting yeah. to get it out. I yeah, have to I'm track, excited. I'm track excited vocals, for people to but... hear. I, like I said, I took a, after I sent you that last song. This, uh, this is love. Which, when I first heard all the tunes, I told you I'm doing that one last because that's my favorite, and I do need to like I need to be in a place for that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I did. I got into a place for that one. I was just like, um, you know, this is like <laughs> like Jim Carrey. I was like, oh, right, you know? <laughs> And uh, no, there was just that night I was just feeling it. And I was just like, cause I actually did, you didn't know this, but I actually did record this is love, like probably two or three times and then mm. scrapped them all. Cause I wasn't mm. feeling it. And then yeah. that one, I was just like, that's it. And so I sent it to you, but um, that, that one's my jam for sure. I, lo- I love that one. That, that the title track on that one was. Uh, That'd be good to get it out. Yeah. So what, what stories did you have? All right. First one I want to talk about. <laughs> <clears throat> is, Hold on to your butt, Tommy. I know, yeah. Uh, I got a couple of Tommy ones. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> nothing bad. I promise. Okay, I, I vetted out the inappropriate ones. Okay, good, good, yeah. <laughs> so, so you have like one, one story. <laughs> <to tell>? <laughs> <laughs> one out of the hundred and fifty. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's one of those. It's funny because it's true. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just no. Um, one of my favorite stories uh, that I tell people uh, is um, I don't know if you remember this, but I think we were somewhere in Texas, and you guys had like we had like we played a show in Texas, and you guys showed up like the next day, and then like we were like about to go on like a I think this was like not can't stop the rock, but it was like something else or something, and. You guys came and we all, uh, it was like in this big, uh, church basement. It was like a really nice church basement. And we all slept downstairs, like on couches and floors. And you know how it was back in those days. Uh-huh. And all I remember was this was 2000, well, 2003, right? Can't stop. Yeah. So this was like when the ring was like a big movie. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so I, there was a TV there and it was a old school TV that had like the knobs on it. Yeah. And so one of the knobs went to the cable box, but if you turned it, it was static. Right. Mm-hmm. So I turned it before you guys showed up, I turned it and I turned the TV off 
Cause I was like, I, when they get here, we're not going to turn the TV on. Cause we'll all like be part, you know, hanging out and chatting and being goofy together. And so sure enough, that's what goes down. And we all get to get in the bed and it's the basement of a church. So it's dark as all get out. Like there's no night lights. There's no windows. Like it is dark. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like dark, you know, like can't see me. Like, <laughs> so I remember like everybody like kind of like giggling, you know, how, you know, we're sleep over, you know, like we're all giggly <laughs> and, you know, like I said, 19 years old. So, and, uh, we all finally kind of settled down and stuff. And all of a sudden give like two or three beats. And I just turn, I had the remote and I turn it on and this static just goes, <laughs> and Tommy gets up and just goes, Holy F. I am now listen. I am not censoring him. He literally said the word EFF. Oh like yes, F. that was a big thing for me back then. Yes, you know, yeah. yes. I wouldn't and say it, but I yeah. remember. Yeah, the thing you got mad about more than anything was not that I scared you. It was because you. I almost made you say the actual F word. Oh wow, well. that was what you were mad at me about. <laughs> you go, well. JT. You almost made me say the F word. <laughs> like, you were so mad. <laughs> wow. I just, yeah. I'll never forget that. And I was just like, oh, that was great. That was times great. change. Times change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, just drop it now. Yeah, I, 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 now. yeah, I just drop it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> it's like drinking water now. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, the other story I have about you is the time you told us that you can't drive late at night because you see Coca Pellies. Oh yeah, I, I didn't really did. know what I didn't even know what that was. I and this was before the you know you could look things up on your phone. Up on your phone. So I was yeah. just like, I had to take your word for whatever the heck that even was. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, yeah, man, I, I can't drive overnight. I saw a Coca Pelli and tried to swerve off the road, and I was like, what? what? You, what, you don't actually. What the heck is a Coca Pelli? <laughs> I think Adam was driving that night. That happened, um, and uh, so yeah, you get, he, we were in the he, desert. You guys called us. Yeah, and oh yeah, you no, guys I did, called I think us. I called one of you guys. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, and okay. and so like uh, we're we're driving, and you know it's an overnight drive or whatever, and it's in the middle of the desert, so it's just pitch dark. No uh, things to keep Why you alert. Why does all the bad things that happen to us always when it's pitch dark it, it it's just a bad time you know you know truckers nothing always nothing talk, good happens after 2 a.m that's right yeah <laughs> truckers always talk about seeing a black dog you know when you drive point, too long yeah. you know so it was kind of like that but like i saw this thing jump on the hood of the the van and i remember i just slammed on the brakes and i was like oh my god do you guys see that you know, and uh, it's still like, just no, as no, I don't see as it was 20 years. Yeah. Ago. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so they were like, yeah, you, you need to go to the back and go to sleep. And uh, yeah, they pulled me off the drive. But, but I, I legitimately seen this thing jump on the hood of the van. And that's when I slammed on the brakes. <laughs> and I remember Adam, you know, it was like, a Coca Pelli. Like what is, I don't even it, know what that is still. It, it's like a, a little Indian thing, you know, because we were we were in New Mexico. And oh, and I think because gotcha. there's a lot of, uh, as you're dra- traveling through New Mexico, sure. there's a lot of street signs with it on there. And okay, so I'm sure I, I just gotcha. seen it on it there. It like one of those. Okay, he's like playing a flute. Flute or yeah. something. And it's got that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. And so probably just in my delusional state, I seen that. And that, But yeah, I just, I just slammed on the brakes. Nobody around. <laughs> And that, that, yeah, that's where that story yeah, is. Yeah, because one of you guys called us. You're like, you guys okay up there? Like, yeah. yeah, Tommy's got to go to bed. 
That's great. Which, by the way, speaking of the West Coast and the desert, you guys actually uh, were the first people that took us to In-N-Out Burger for the first time in my life. Oh, yes. Mm, which, to me, yeah. is a, like 1A is, you know, the, you know, I'm a Christian now. I'm, I'm born again. And 1B is I tried in and out burger. Yeah, it's like yeah. the two mo- the two greatest religious experiences in my life. I didn't, and you didn't. guys and I'm one of those people that like when people hype it up I'm like it's probably not that good. You guys yeah. hype that stuff up so much and then when we finally got out there and I took them by I was just like Oh, oh yeah. Dude, it's like oh, yeah. Is this, I was like they should mind just call this manna from heaven. <laughs> right? Incredible. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. I mean, and I was new, so I just got what was on the menu. And then you guys start saying like, oh, there's like the secret menu. I was like, what? Yeah. Yep. Supposedly. Menu? Well, there is actually. Yeah. Oh, there, there is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is. I, I use it now. Yeah. Animal style. <laughs> oh, yeah. All, all sorts stuff. of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember that too. You guys, yeah. you guys took us to In-N-Out for the first time. And, and I also remember the ice cream being really good. Or the, not oh. the ice cream, the shake. The shakes. The yeah. Shakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, strawberry shake was so good. Any last uh, thoughts or words no, man, from either, I guess, either of you? I guess no. the only thing I got to say is just thanks for having me on. And I really yeah, appreciate no it. And um, like I said, I'm just glad it turned out to be just a fun conversation with you guys. And and uh, I'm really looking forward to what people think about the revamped uh, mm. stuff. And then also what's in store for the future for you guys. And, yeah.